Amber Brown, podcaster in the accounting, finance, and fintech space. Our flagship show, Accounting Influencers, is now one of the world's leading podcasts in this genre and has a number of spin off shows over the years. This particular show is now focusing on talent, which, let's face it, is one of the biggest challenges for the accounting world at the moment. And the format stays the same. I interview the experts, the influencers, and the leaders in many different aspects of culture, talent employer brand succession, talent attraction, retention, soft skills, accounting credentials, qualifications, leadership, mental well-being, the brand of the profession, employee value propositions, employee engagement, increasing capacity and headcount in accounting firms, career development, and the usual HR, learning development, DEI, the great resignation, a ton of other talent-related issues in accounting. And whether you're hiring or being hired, happy where you are or considering a move, leading or following, employed or self-employed, totally skilled up and super employable or needing to refresh your skills, sharpen your personal brand. This is the perfect podcast for you accounting, finance and tech professionals to stay competitive, relevant and informed about all things talent in accounting. So let's get moving with today's show. Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Hi, it's Rob Brown here on the Influencers in Accounting podcast, part of the Accounting Influencers Podcast Network. We have five shows going out, one every day of the week, and this is our special guest slot where we bring an expert in to speak on some aspects of the accounting and fintech world. We're thrilled to have with us today the CEO and founder of Trillion, it's Isaac Heller. Good day, sir. Hey, Rob. Good to see you. I can't believe you do this every day of the week. We don't do an interview every day of the week, but we certainly have a show going out every day of the week. We reserve the interview slots for the very important people. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. Good to see you. Well, it's great to have you with us. Isaac, for people I haven't come across you or Trulion, just give us a little bit of context on your world. Uh, yeah, Trulion is an AI-powered accounting technology company. Uh, we were founded in the U.S., and we also have a global team in, in Israel as well. Um, I've got a partner, co-founder, actually, Amir Boldo, based in Israel, and we've got a team of you know 50-plus globally that support us and hundreds, almost thousands of customers around the globe from high growth startups to multinational complex uh, filers. And we have a lot of fun. Sure, it's gotta be fun else we wouldn't do it, would we? And we're gonna have you on for two episodes. We've had some fascinating conversations, Isaac, you and I already, you've been in this game a long time. You're passionate about accounting and FinTech. We're gonna focus on this one on artificial intelligence in accounting. And then we'll do a second one on a subject very close to your heart, the private equity and venture capital money in accounting and, and what's going on in the whole world of audit and professional firms. But let's start with the general question. What kind of shape do you feel the accounting profession is in right now? There's a lot going on. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's in a it's in a fundamental shift. I, I think the, the industry is always uh, shifting, but now more than ever, you have a few catalysts. One example is COVID, which I think, you know, provided a trigger for every industry. Um, a heavy services-based decentralized industry that's forced into virtual um, cloud-native processes can go through a lot of technological transformation. Um, I think that fraud has continued. So I'm from Texas. We go back to Enron. But when we see things like Wirecard, that's a significant um, level of, of oversight that's still missing. Um, and then I think third, there's general macro pressures 
more than ever for CPAs, for people going in the CPA industry. Talent is everything. And there's less and less people available to do these critical um, positions right now. We're talking about AI here. It's something you know a lot about. For some CPAs and accountants, it would be a breakthrough technology that hasn't really reached them yet. But you're seeing it seeing AI in all kinds of places. So how is it used in the accounting world? Let's put it into two big buckets, okay? One really good example is applying AI to unstructured um, data problems related to things like documents and invoices and POs, okay? So what AI can do, first of all, you can OCR it, so convert images into text readable format. Second, you have a subset of AI, which is NLP, so like natural language processing, that can extract or, or identify the data within those, those documents and tell you whether it's important or interesting or financial or non-financial. Um, so that's number one. So that could help with a lot of what we call the grunt work processing, bringing it together. Um, the second big area of AI is really around the broader end-to-end -end process, right, of bringing massive data sets whether it's um, you know journal entries, GLs, trial balances, and things like that, overseeing massive amounts of data and looking for errors, anomalies, and, and other things that might be critical to the audit profession. They're slightly different AI problems, but both are very powerful in the profession. Sure, and the practical applications of AI in accounting must be massive. Well, first of all, the, the industry as a whole is massive, okay? So I would, I would think of it in, in two levels. The first level is helping automate or accelerate some of the things we're doing today, like reading through contracts or pouring through a trial balance. But then if you take a second step and like look as a whole of accounting, the framework that we work in might even be uh, able to be lifted. So if we do sampling today, which is one one hundredth of a population or one one thousandth of a population to do a financial audit. And we do a lot of our work once a year that those are opportunities to make it more scalable and bring in, I don't know, all 100 or all thousand transactions and do full coverage or make audit more continuous throughout the year so that we're not, you know, up to our eyes at 2 a.m. in April uh, or a quarter close with all this work. So the AI can really help bring all that that together and and really balance out the seasonality a bit. Yeah. If I was really going for some clickbait, I'd say AI is taking over, the robots are coming, there's going to be no more accountants, they're, they're going to take the compliance away from them and they're going to be so sentient, they'll take over the advisory work as well. But talk to us about how AI is changing the role that accountants play in their jobs. Yeah, well, they're, they're definitely, um, accountants definitely need, need to be more digitally native right? So not just AI, but tools in general. Um, I think that there should probably be some openness to newer tools as opposed to legacy tools that have been there 15, 20 years. Why? Because the nature of AI is the, the value and accuracy and capabilities compounds very, very quickly. So you want to get started on those early adoption um, curves. You know, and, and and overall, I think there's going to be a whole generation of digitally native accountants who are going to have a much better advantage by knowing AI and some of the new tools that are out there. I wrote down the phrase digitally native accountants. That generally precludes a lot of the people in accounting that they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, those baby boomers, the people that are running firms now. But there's a generation coming up behind them that were born into this world. And so there's a shifting talent pool, isn't there, that are taking advantage of this intelligence? I mean, to some extent, I think a lot of it 
uh, relies on the accounting professionals who have been doing it for 20, 30, and 40 years. We can't just lose them, can they? That's the whole swathe of the population. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, for us, I, I think it's funny. I think that there's like, when they talk about Gen X, Gen Y, I think there is like a digital native word, and maybe that's where it came from. But in reality, some of our biggest early adopters are people who've been partners for 30 years, right? And and they might see the opportunity as being a partner, being a shareholder, and thinking about how to make the experience better for the incoming talent, associates, you know, audit professionals that, that are coming on. So I don't think there's anything um, stopping. I mean, you know, if, if someone can use a, an iPhone or social media, they should be able to, to use these tools. Um, ultimately, the reason that's important that these, let's, let's not get ageist, but let's say more experienced leading partners yeah more digital migrants than digital natives. digital digital be. migrants digital <laughs> tourists i don't know um by the way rob i think i think we're right in between so we can we can we can say both sides but you know i i mean the reason it's really important be, is because those are usually the people that have the strategic info, insights the pattern recognition built up in the industry and ultimately what ai is going to do is it's not going to change very much the way that a partner senior partner experienced professional provides their insights, it's going to change a lot of the, let's call it grunt work that's done before they get there. So that knowledge is very, very important to scale um, within a company. And then once that becomes the baseline, the, the strategic knowledge that partners bring, then those partners need to think about all the next things that they've always wanted to do, had they been able to automate a lot of the, the grunt work. So you really need end-to-end, -end, the most junior and most senior people in these accounting firms uh, adopted. Talk to us about the accuracy that AI brings to the accounting process, Isaac, because accountants are all about black and white, the binary, the numbers, getting it right, mitigating risk, right and wrong. It's a very exact science in some ways, and we need AI to bring that out. Yeah, well, I, I think there's an evolution, and, and that's an AI as a whole, right? So AI might be able to help with radiology in the medical field, but you still need radiologists to identify, but they may be able to go through the thousands of very obvious situations and focus on the, the handful of very, very mission critical situations. So I would think of AI as really an assistant or, or a recommendation engine for these, these companies. Maybe a nurse to a surgeon, perhaps. Would that be an analogy? Absolutely. A, a nurse to a surgeon. I, another good... So, and, and to be clear, what that means is the AI is going to give you recommendations, but ultimately it's not going to give you answers. And interpretations and, and what decisions to make as a result. So maybe maybe many nurses, right, with, with many different specialties. Um, another good analogy is around the driving, the automobile industry. There's a lot of people who felt that cars would be autonomous by now. We now know that that's not the case, and it's still going to be a while, if not ever. But AI has had some really good use cases in helping you park, do parallel parking, or helping alert you when you're too close to other vehicles. You still have to stop the car. You still have to park. But ultimately, it's giving you much better um, barriers and insights around what you can do. Well, I had a stroke a few years ago, and I have epilepsy now, so I'm not allowed to drive. I've been waiting for the driverless cars for six or seven years now. So I'll be the first in them when they come on. Oh man, it's, it, it is funny. And, and by the way, there's, there's accountants that feel like that, right? There's people that 10 years ago and 15 years ago were saying, 
oh, I'm I'm excited for AI and they adopt it and it's still going that way. So there's always an incremental learning curve. First of all, I hope you feel better and you know things are things are strong. But I, you know, I'm in the same boat. Like, wouldn't we all love driverless cars so we could uh, have our coffee while we're you know in the car, whatever it is? Well, we know that accountants is a breed. Many of them they they are quite tech savvy. They love brand new shiny things, and they'll look at AI and think, "Wow, this is brilliant. This is going to rock our world." But there must be some potential downsides of using artificial intelligence. Size. Yeah, downsides are I would think are behavioral, right? What you don't want is you don't want someone to lose the core judgment skills that are critical to the profession, right? And if you start to rely on AI too much, then you're essentially relying on the machine more than you're relying on the human judgments. And so there is, um, there's definitely some some risks in doing that. Um, there are ways to get around that, right? So when we build AI at Trulian, we're building it in a way where we're accounting for the behavior. So we're using it as a recommendation engine where the accountant and the auditor still has to approve or or reject the, the recommendations from the from the AI engine, right? So ultimately they're responsible for the inputs. But humans are flawed too. They're very complex emotional creatures. We've seen the messes that humans have made of audits, big audits in the past and been fined for it. So I guess it's blending both to get the most accurate outputs. Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, Rob, I think you nailed it with blending. Okay, so so AI is not a, a broad stroke across everything. AI is a component of the audit process. And the audit process, one of the most important things for a company right now, an audit firm or an accounting team might just be workflow. It might be a really solid centralized storage or workflow um, tool. And so AI just becomes the component of it. But the blending, what you said, is the key word because we operate in silos. So if you take just, just an example like Wirecard, which is an extreme. It was a bank confirmation, a $2 billion cash asset that relied upon a bank confirmation. So that has nothing to do with AI, but does have to do with being, having better connected systems. So if you have a system like, like Trulian or many of the other good technologies out there, and it has a little bit of AI, which can read an invoice or a statement very, very quickly, and it has an open API ecosystem, which allows you to connect more friendly with international banking tools, then you could start to blend it and bring it together in a, in a, in a system. So you have the source document and um, the confirmation as well. That's the idea. It's a component of the broader uh, ecosystem. I get that. And you mentioned open banking there, Isaac. It's worth just camping on that for a moment. The whole infrastructure of finance is changing. The way things are done, the way softwares and platforms integrate, AI has its part in that, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I mean, you in, in banking, what you would really want to look for is anomalies, right? Number one, you would want to leverage AI to be able to, be able to put a spotlight on a very, very large and broad data set. And then second, use pattern recognition to identify things that might seem unusual or, or perhaps anomalies in that case. Um, but it does start with the access to all that data, the connectivity. You mentioned the grunt work, Isaac, that manual side of the job. And no accountant joins the profession to be chained to a desk for 10, 15 years in the hope of making partner. They want interesting work. They want to really help their clients. But a lot of it is manual. It, it can be automated. It's that process stuff that is just crunching the numbers. So 
Talk to us about some of the benefits of AI in helping take over some of the manual processes in the accounting world. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, first of all, back to your other question, accountants, right, are actually the most tech forward users. I mean, people don't view accounting necessarily as a tech forward or a modern industry, but in our estimation, you know, SAP and Oracle and, and Intuit, the really early use cases of a database 30, 40 years ago were pioneered by accountants and accounting. Yeah, I mean, it, those are those were amazing use cases, the, the the general ledger as one of the first. Kudos to the profession and slap on the wrist for me for saying accountants are not the most tech savvy people in the world. So. <laughs> but that's, that's where we're at. And if you think about it, Excel, there's a lot of people out there crushing Excel we're not. At Trillion, we're not. We're big Excel fans. And we think Excel should be an integrated part of the workflow. Why? Because Excel is very powerful. Guess what? It, people say Excel is Excel. You should use software. Well, Excel is also software. People forget the power of Excel. People forget the power of what an accounting professional can do with Excel, right? And write SQL queries and, and amazing macros. Our, our accounting listeners all over the world are going, yay, Excel, this guy loves No, Excel. I mean, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a symphony. When I see our, our, our finance, our accounting person's strategic finance workbook, it's an absolutely, it's an absolute symphony. And so that's great. But back to your question, how can they use AI? I'll give you an example. We, we automate workflows like lease accounting and revenue recognition. Many of those have data systems like a, like a Salesforce, or they have a source file like Excel, which can bring some nice data in, but they also have contracts, right? And so we can actually reconcile all that data, use AI to take out the unstructured data from the contract and ensure that it's accurate against that Excel data that you're bringing in. And then moving down the workflow, help you answer questions around judgments. In leases, it could be, is this a capital or an operating lease? What interest rate should I use? If it's revenue, you might have questions around performance obligations. And over time, what you'll start to see is, you know, someone could, I don't know, say that there's a buyout option, but we can tell you that it's a real estate lease. And so you're probably not going to buy the building that you're sitting on. So you may have flagged that incorrectly, or that could just be a piece of equipment or something. And so downstream, there's a lot of questions that are answered in the workflow and the AI over time can help make sure that there's no anomalies or issues. So those are a couple examples of how it's being applied. There's some talk about the accounting profession not being sexy, failing to attract the graduates and the young people in because there's not enough going on, the great resignation, the quiet quitting and everything else. The accounting world could do a better job. And you're one of those people that want things to be better in accounting. Does AI provide any accountability? We hear a lot of of adverse news stories about poor audits and the profession not stepping up and all of this, but some accountability might help. Yeah, look, I'll, I think it. I think we got to zoom out and think about the macro picture. What what I would what I would hope is is we don't walk away thinking that AI is a magic wand or a catch all or just this 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 magic pill as they call it, right? But if you if you look at the macro picture, a lot of money is being invested by companies and CFOs and individuals to pay for good audit accounting and, and tax work. Let's call it 400 billion per year in a mixture of uh, tools and services, right? That's a lot of money. That means people really, really value financial accuracy and trust. But most people would rate their experience with accountants and auditors average at best. Right. And as you said, most people are not jumping into the industry like maybe they were 10, 20 or 30 years ago. 
Okay, so there's a there's there's kind of a prestige wearing off. What AI can do is it will start to help. So if you start to help with a lot of the ease of data collection, ease of extraction, ease of finding the needles in the haystack that are anomaly, then accountants can focus on the rest of the strategic things that they've always wanted to do, right? They can um, they can be, you know, th take one example, accounting versus finance in a company, right? If I would always think that accounting and finance should be together. But now if you go into organizations, there's a finance guy and an accounting guy or gal, right? Usually there's someone who has the title strategic finance nowadays but you never hear strategic accounting. So the profession has sort of evolved where finance and accounting have diverged. Finance, so to speak, gets to do a lot of the more strategic stuff. And accounting is seen as almost like, uh, oh, just make sure everything's right and everything ties out and everything's coordinated. And so I think the idea would be using AI to enable a lot of that grunt work and reconciliation to get done. So you put accounting and the accountant back in the strategic driver's seat. There's the capacity then for AI as a technology to help restore some of the ethics in accounting. No, look, I mean, Rob, it's a really good question. AI has its own ethical issue, okay? Especially when you get into things like image recognition and privacy. Yeah, trust is massive, isn't it, these days? Trust is massive. You have, you have ethical biases in AI, right? And there's a lot of issues. So again, I don't want to conflate those ethical issues. But at the end of the day, accountants are the most upstanding and ethical people in an organization, or at least that's the goal, right? And, and so all AI does is it helps you see more. It helps you do more. You as an accountant, even as a CFO, you would love just this beautiful magnifying glass on the organization where you could quickly get to the little things that you see are risks or errors or issues, okay? And so what AI does is it allows you to expand that view on the organization. But ultimately, you know, accountants are the ones that are upholding the ethics. And I would argue the only reason they get into ethical situations is because they simply don't have the time. EY sampled on Wirecard. Nobody was unethical, right? But there was a lot of other things that they had to focus on. And so ideally, the AI will give you that time back to focus on these things. Got that. This is great, Isaac. Uh, get your crystal ball out for us. If you and I are having this conversation in, in five years and talking about artificial intelligence, what kind of things would we be discussing? Well, I, I think we would be talking about how it's ubiquitous across um, accounting teams and especially audit organizations. Um, so I think it becomes a broad, broad stroke um, application. I would say that companies will start to have a more centralized system or series of systems that bring together all the both unstructured and structured data so that an, an auditor that comes in can see all the contracts, you know, all the CRM data and all the ERP data concatenated together to make sure it's good. I do suspect that audit firms will start to work with third parties more like pure play technology as opposed to building it in-house. It's very hard and expensive to build good AI applications. So you'll start to see a handful of audit technology companies that are the premier providers for the accounting firms. And uh, you'll start to see, you know, more, more jobs being filled, more CPAs, uh, you know, graduating and uh, and uh, excited about the profession. Isaac, we'll put your contact details for Trulian into the show notes so people can reach out to you. 
Uh, what would have to be happening in an accounting firm for someone to say, right, we need to get Trulian in here? Um, well, it, it's happening, right? So it's it's already happening today. I don't know what it is, okay? I think that there's a few different things. Number one, there's a real eagerness for new technology. There are early adopters out there. Right now, we're in the fast follower stage of firms that say, we need technology, we need tools, we need it now. And that's just a general feeling that they have. Um, the second thing is is to win the war on talent. The These firms, it's hard to hire, it's hard to retain, it's hard to train. So a tool might make it so that you know, it's not just one person with a, with a spreadsheet or a macro that, that houses all the knowledge. This is terrific, Isaac. It's a final question for you. Would you give some words of encouragement to the accountants listening that are looking at a raft of regulatory changes, the goalposts are moving, as we say, there's a lot going on with artificial intelligence, with audit and everything else. What words of wisdom and encouragement would you leave them with, having listened to this podcast, knowing that AI is real and it's here and it can make a difference, but there are lots of considerations? Yeah, definitely. I, I, look, I think that um, everyone has a voice, right? Everyone in an accounting firm should have a voice. So if you're if you're in your first couple of years of the CPA profession and you see tools that you'd like to use, speak up, speak up to your senior manager, speak up to your partner. Doesn't mean it'll get pushed through, but your voice is extremely important. And then to the senior partner who definitely has a voice, make sure that the other partners are aware, right? And get that buy-in. And we're seeing a lot of really strong centralized purchasing across these these accounting firms right now. So everyone has a voice. Everyone has a voice. It's a great place to finish. Isaac Heller, CEO and co-founder of Trulian. That's been excellent. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Rob. Good to see you. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Influencers in Accounting. Brought to you by Advanced Track. Your access to world-class accounting leaders global influencers and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world class. Thank you for listening to this new Talent in Accounting podcast. This is a relatively new show, but already has over a thousand listeners. So we appreciate you tuning in and sharing the show with your connections. If you have a potentially good guest you'd like to see on the show with some great insights on talent, reach out to me on LinkedIn with a message and we'll follow them up. And as we build this show up, we're looking for a couple of sponsors for whom talent and the accounting finance space is important loads of great opportunities to get your brand out there and show your key messages and even get some of your own guests on the show. Again, drop me a message on LinkedIn to tee up that conversation. And for great podcast content elsewhere, make sure you subscribe to our main show, Accounting Influencers, goes out every Monday. And join the 40,000 listeners in 150 countries for brilliant interviews with the top leaders, experts, and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Finally, why don't you join us and our community with some conversations at our next virtual speed networking session. These are now taking place every two months for accounting, finance, and tech professionals. 75 minutes of speed dating, great discussions, raising your personal profile, making new connections. Go to accountinginfluencers.com to register your free place for our next event. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.